Hey everybody, welcome to a live edition of the Weekender with Muckrake Podcast. Nick, I'm excited. Be excited. <laughs> do, do, wait, do I, do I have permission to be excited? Is that what that is? Uh, it is. I, I ordain any any and all excitement, uh, and I'm excited. Just maybe you know what the problem is? It makes it seem like I'm not excited. Yeah, you need to you need to up the excitement. You know what? You know what it does. As soon as you crack that that is it a beer? That's no, a beer. We'll and then I kind of got upset because I'm like, I didn't bring anything. I don't have anything. <sighs> did you bring it? Did you bring some for the rest of us? I guess I did. I didn't. I didn't. And now all of a sudden you're you're making me flashback to my elementary school years. That's 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 not a good start to a, a live podcast. I'll just say that. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, here we are. We're doing a live taping of the Mike Craig podcast. Uh, we were going to do our usual thing. We had a couple of segments that we were going to do, which we're we're still going to talk about sort of at a. a, a, a around a little bit on these topics but i gotta tell you uh the muckrake community came through with questions and there are so many of them and they are so good that we are simply going to do a live question and answer episode now uh so we have got what people have sent so far uh, if you want to go ahead it, there's an ask a question button on the live stream for people who are listening to the preview of this you could be here you could be hanging out with us on a Thursday night uh, in, in, at the Weekender taping, which I think is one of my favorite things about this podcast, which, uh, you know, we, we, we need to do more of these. It's been too long. But if you are in the chat, you can click ask a question. And if we have time when we get through the plethora of questions we have, we'll try and get to those, too. Uh, but I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. You, yeah. This is your chance to lift up the excitement. OK. Woo. Let's do. Oh, wait, wait. There we go. Uh, that's there my excitement. Go. Wait, here's my excitement. Where is it? <laughs> All right, there we go. Anyway. I don't know if it called for air horns, but we'll do it. All right, let's do it. Let's, we got it. Well, we'll I know we have so many questions. I think we got to break into it because even we, though we got to, we got to, we got to get moving. And, I, and I'm going to use this as the jumping off point. Uh, Tucker asked us, I'm a little late to get my question in. Well, you weren't, you got it in. Great. Uh, but if you have time, here's a general topic. Seems like Trump might actually be indicted before, say, his 77th birthday in June. And maybe he'll go to jail before he's 80. But what's the chance at this point that it matters? Will his indictment influence the nation? Would it make a difference to the national conversation in the newspapers, powerful organizations, funding, activist organization? Or is Christian nationalism, neo-Nazism going to power along with complete indifference to Trump's fate and reputation? Uh, do we need to put our attention elsewhere? So, Nick, I've, I've got thoughts on this. I want to hear yours. But before we get to the question have you been following this uh this jury four person in in georgia have, have you been have you been getting your eyes on this thing because it is a uh, wild wacky stuff oh yeah i saw a little clip of the uh the interview and i read a little bit more of what she was talking about so uh it's funny they had to put a disclaimer in maybe the post or one of those articles uh, from a lawyer in georgia saying well, you know, she actually didn't violate anything by talking like that, but <laughs> there's a lot of thoughts, thoughts, thoughts after that. Yeah, the the in Georgia, um, you know, my my adopted home there for a while. Um, it was it, it the laws aren't great when it comes to this. Basically, you're just not allowed to talk about deliberations. But I got to tell you, this jury form woman, like she she tiptoed right up to that. I mean, she she has had her moment in the sun. She's been going from one network to another. Also, by the way, shame on the networks. I know they can't help themselves because obviously if she's out there talking, they're going to have her on and they're going to ask her questions. Um, but also while we're on the subject, I'll also say 
probably not the greatest thing that the prosecutors were having an ice cream social with the grand jury. That's pretty screwed up. Maybe that's something uh, that should be looked into. Uh, Yeah, might have endangered the indictment of Trump. We shall see. Do you think it's going to happen at this point? It sounds like Georgia is trending in that direction. Maybe this whole controversy has sort of thrown, uh, uh, you know, something in the the spoke. But uh, do you think it's going to happen? Do you think it matters? Do you think that there's a larger sort of a deal here? I think what she said to the press won't really affect much at all. I think that that's after another few days, we'll forget about it, whatever. Um, I don't, I just don't think this is probably the only thing that has any kind of criminal, like throw them in jail kind of repercussions. If maybe that even happens, everything else that I could tell is all like financial stuff and business stuff. He's not going to jail for any of that. So it doesn't matter. He'll, he'll get a fine. Maybe his business will suffer. Uh, he'll raise money with, from his constituent or from his followers, and then they'll just pay whatever fines he's got to pay. So I don't think that's an issue. I think that the Georgia thing does seem to be, you know, there is, there are some laws here that got Lindsey O'Graham to, to testify uh, in some stuff as well. So they seem to have a lot of information. If you want to take at face value, what she said, it does appear that they were, there will be indictments, but that doesn't mean that they're going to go to prison again. So I just feel like, um, again, th- th- what you've been saying this whole time is that this is all an effort to sort of suppress his ability to run and win another election. And that's probably from the Republican side too. And so yeah. I feel like that's sort of what's swirling around here. And, and the prison stuff is just, you know, uh, distraction and probably just, you know, it wouldn't even be worth hoping for at this point. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing in all of this. I mean, I think there's the idea that hope springs eternal, that eventually Donald Trump would be held accountable for his actions. I, I would like, I mean, my God, how many, how many things should he, you know, go to jail for at this point? I, I you, we probably could spend the rest of the show just listing the things. Um, you know, I, I also want to point out, like, whenever I'm talking about how our media sort of like covers things, look at how much time they've spent focusing on this four person, right? And and what she might have done, whether she might have messed up the investigation. And a lot of it has to do with that illusion of uh, propriety, right? Like the idea that like, this is all on the up and up. This isn't a political witch hunt. Everything has to be perfect by the numbers. If anything weird gets in there, you can't possibly hold Trump accountable. That is how our media treats these things. This is one of the reasons why I don't think John- Donald Trump is going to be held accountable. Um, again, rich white men in this country have an incredible track record of not being held accountable. But I will also say, if Trump were indicted, I don't think that's going to stop him from running. I also don't think that's going to stop the Republican Party from moving on without him. They are done with him. They're so ready to move on beyond Donald Trump. How, how many times has Donald Trump showed up on Fox News in the past week, Nick? I've, I I cannot answer that question. Yeah, no, you can't answer because it hasn't happened. And okay. it hasn't happened for a while now. He is persona ah. non grata. Like they are not interested in having him as nominee of this party outside of like the very, very small MAGA uh, group, of course, that will support him, basically walk over a cliff for him. This is one of those things. And, and you know, I, I keep saying that. I mean, how many years have we been talking about it now? Years where I've said, do not hold your breath on Trump being held accountable and going to jail. And this is one of the things you can pay attention to it, but we have to move beyond putting our hopes on it because it's simply not going to be the thing that like changes things or puts things to right because the problem is much worse than Trump. Um, I would recommend that it's time to move beyond following this day by day and basing your political sort of uh, experience on it is what I would say.
Right. And I, and I think you're right. You don't take the eye off the, off the, uh, the goal or the, the focus of what Trump stands for and what the movement is that's taking hold of the country. That's much more concerning, um, you know, versus him. You know, again, he becomes a martyr by going to prison and that could actually make it worse in some weird way yep. to probably what Merrick Garland is fretting and wringing his hands about all the time. I will say that they haven't responded to some of the stuff about like the ice cream social thing. I wouldn't be surprised if she if she yep. misunderstood who hosted that. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time understanding how they would say, come on into our offices. We'll hear some, you know, uh, it wasn't ice cream. It wasn't a popsicle or something, right? So it's like, I, well, I just, oh, also, I'm glad you brought that up. No, hold on. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring that up when I was making my point earlier. She said that the prosecutor's office threw them an ice cream social. First of all, I'm sorry, but that shows terrible judgment if you go to an ice cream social and come out with a popsicle. You did something wrong. You played yourself. If you come out of an ice cream social with a popsicle, I'm just saying. Second of all, I, I, it might be a thing where very much, you know, like at the courthouse, they simply were like, hey, I know you guys are working a lot of hard hours. Come in and have one of these. But that being said, I do not trust prosecutors. I don't trust the criminal justice system. When, when I hear that the prosecutors had an ice cream social, my ears go up. Which, by the way, I, I this goes back to everything that we keep saying, which is, like, I understand that, like, you want to get Trump and you want him to be held accountable. Stop looking at these institutions to be the deliverers of justice. Stop looking at them being the ones that are going to take care of this because those institutions are corrupted from top to bottom. Am I wrong about the popsicle, by the way? Yeah, not, no. I mean, listen, I'm not yeah. even sure I've, like, been to an ice cream social. Maybe I have, I suppose, but... uh but yes, I, I can understand the bad form without question. Although, I, you know, there's nothing like a good popsicle. I like not- a popsicle. No, popsicles are great. And, and you know, I, I, I love a popsicle every now and then. But if I have the choice between ice cream and a popsicle, it's it's not even a choice. I hear you. Well, let, I just want to jump, you know, what we're watching. I, I am watching West Wing a lot these days. And I'm trying to picture if someone in the prosecutor's office said, hey, maybe we should have them we'll give them a ice cream. And then obviously they have a deliberation for about 10 minutes in the scene where the smartest people you'd ever know are discussing the ramifications and what would mean politically if we did that. And then they would say, OK, we're not going to do that. And then you realize in reality what we live in in our society now are filled with people who do not have that knowledge and that kind of uh, intelligence. And it, 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 let's just say whatever happened, happened. It, it never should have. And probably a lot of other things never should have. And it might end up being some grist that, you know, Trump will be able to dig into and use it to leverage, uh, again, simply his base in a political way to, to convince more and more people that it's a witch hunt and it's a political thing, uh, independent of the evidence. But you know. all they need is one thing that gives them the alternate explanation. And they got it. They got it here. Yeah. You want to read the next one? Oh, sure. Wow. OK. Uh, the next one is from Jake. Hey, guys. Tomorrow, can you talk about Hungary somehow get a pass in the EU and the Bucharest 9? Biden today said these countries stand for freedom and democracy. Hungary is not a democracy. There's a right-wing no. party controlled by the minority party. Yes, are you? No? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, just, yes, uh, Dilly. Uh, that wins elections even when they lose the popular vote. Orban has captured the courts and the media system while also going after any public utility possible with America's decline. The principles they use to, to pretend to stand for are so blatantly abused that they can't pretend to hide it anymore. I was, off, I was wondering if you guys could talk about what happened to the new dealers in the Dem Party when Roosevelt passed in 1945. Uh, looking forward to watching the live stream. Well, oh, um, thank you for watching. Here. <laughs> oh, what's the second part? Jake got, got his money's worth here. Should I finish the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. 
I also wanted to ask you guys, is it really bad optics for Biden, Buttigieg, to not show up to East Palestine, but Trump did today? Trump likely does not care about any of those people, but things like this give us a glance of how far the right are taking an unchallenged presence during this crisis. Well, that might even be the one we want to start with, but go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with the Hungary thing. So, yeah, Hungary is an illiberal nation. I mean, they don't even hide it. I mean, what Orban says constantly is that he has constructed an illiberal state intentionally. And, of course, we've covered this. He comes to America. He's trying to teach the Republican Party how to create their own illiberal state, right? Their theocratic, you know, anti, uh, anti-democratic anti state. So what is happening with all of this is that when it comes to NATO and when it comes to uh, Hungary's sort of uh, membership in it, there's a dance. And Viktor Orban is, you know, the, the, the kind of leader who understands this dance. They absolutely rely on money coming from NATO. And as a result, what he does is he'll go out, he'll meet with Putin. Right. He'll he'll strategize with Putin. And then, uh, you know, out the other side of his mouth, he'll go ahead and criticize Ukraine or he'll, you know, call for the for NATO to basically be overthrown. But meanwhile, he never strays so far that those bucks start coming in. And as a result, you can always sort of say, oh, look at our coalition. It involves Hungary. So a lot of it is lip service. When it comes to East Palestine, uh, yes, absolutely. It, it is a mistake for them not to have gone to East Palestine. Um, I, I will go ahead and say, and I want to hear what you have to say. Pete Buttigieg uh, has been an absolute disaster as Secretary of Transportation. Absolute disaster. Um, you know, there have been some statements that have been released. People want to say there's nothing he can do. That's his job. That is his charge in that position. And our transportation infrastructure in this country has fallen apart. Um, what happened in East Palestine, Ohio, has been an absolute tragedy. And uh, and that and by the way, since we covered it, Nick, I mean, my God, how many other trains have derailed? I mean, we're, we're having this happening all over the place because these railroad companies are doing what we've been covering for forever now. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a black eye. It's, it's a really bad situation. And uh, the people there deserve better. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Buttigieg is in the country, could go there, and it would be a wonderful op for him, photo op, just to be there as well, because the photo op for Trump is, it was terrible. Like, he's like smiling and like really happy, like thumbs up to be there when going to McDonald's. It's like, it, it should have been a disaster of a, of, a, of a photo op for him. I was thinking, you know, because Biden is, is overseas and, and, and visiting Ukraine and things, which we didn't even really talk about, um, you know, he's obviously going to go, I imagine. And I, so I'm thinking that there might be some political uh, computation here that thinks that, okay, he goes yesterday. We're going to go after that. We don't want to have, we don't want to go before Trump. We'll go after that and we'll be able to put our stamp on it and people will kind of push it uh, through. And they might, they might also just say it doesn't matter because whatever that photo op is for, um, you know, that Trump, you know, the people that are cheering Trump on and feeling that way, that doesn't necessarily have any effect on them if Biden then goes anyway, right? Like it almost doesn't matter. But you're right that these are the opportunities politically we're supposed to get a lot of capital from when you go visit and you show empathy and, you, and you're interested in care and try and you announce a big, you know, uh, initiative, a lot of money to be to be sent there to, to take care of people. And then that, they and by are the way that. Trump going to Ohio is actually the first thing he's done campaign wise, strategy wise. I mean, like, really, that that that's it. That's the one thing that he's done. And, and it's very weird that he did it. I, I would uh, be very interested to see like a rundown of how that happened. You know, like who suggested it and who got him out of Mar-a-Lago to get him out there to, to make. Oh, that well, they probably just told him, listen, we, we can sell a whole lot of Trump water. 
Well, you're probably not wrong on that front. I mean, there obviously was some sort of a money aspect to it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that this was a missed opportunity in every possible way. On one way, we can talk about the political optics of it, but also those people have just absolutely, uh, they've been let down, as, as have God knows how many Americans at this point. And, and meanwhile, okay. that old brain, he's trying to like take credit for like getting Ohio State and, 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 and college football back uh, after, during COVID in 2020. Um, that's what he's talking about. And again, people kind of started to laugh at him because he, as he brings it up, because it is so serious what's going on there. But, uh, it it really, it's truly, if we have to, we're going to go through this all over again, Jared, it's really frustrating to me that we're going to have to hear the most, um, the, the, the lack of any kind of, uh, reading of the room, knowing what you're supposed to do and the decorum, it's, we have to go through it all over again. It's going to be painful. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's just going to roll on and on and on. You've been listening to the free part of this episode. If you'd like to hear the rest of this great conversation, head over to patreon.com slash muckrakepodcast and subscribe for lots more additional content, including a Discord server and live shows. We'd really appreciate it if you could give it a try. We know you'll love it and come back for more.